Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, dear listeners. Hello to all Lepsters in Lepland. How are you? How's your summer going? Going all right? I'm on holiday at the moment. Yeah, I'm on holiday at this moment, but I recorded this earlier and I've managed to publish it now. That's clever, isn't it? I published it, this while also being on holiday. Yeah, it's sort of like magic or something. It's not magic. Anyway, I hope your summer is going well. And if it's not summer where you are, then I hope that your, your not summer is also going well. Winter, that's what it's also called in the Southern Hemisphere. Anyway, I hope you're doing all right. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. In this episode, Sarah Donnelly is back on the podcast again. You might remember Sarah from the other times she's been on the show, if you are a long-term listener. Sarah Donnelly is from the circle of friends I have here in Paris, who all met each other doing stand-up comedy, and that includes Amber and Paul, Sebastian Marx, Fred Iango, Molly Martinez, Sarah Toporoff, the Paris quiz mistress, and plenty of others, many of whom have made appearances on this podcast over the years. Sarah is originally from North Carolina in the USA. She's been living in Paris exactly the same length of time as me. We both moved here in September 2012. By coincidence, I mean, we didn't move here together. But we, when we did meet, we realised that we both uh, moved here at exactly the same time, which is something we have in common. We've lived here for exactly the same amount of time. The return of Sarah on this podcast is long overdue. As a theme for this episode, I thought that we could explore the topic of American and British English. And so you'll hear us discussing some of the vocabulary differences between those two versions or varieties, flavours of the language, while doing a fun online quiz. So it's online quiz time, uh, British and American English differences. Now, we start our conversation by referring to the fact that in my podcastle here, that's the building here where I have my pod room. In my podcastle, there are lots of stairs, which Sarah had to climb to get here, because I'm on the top floor. And also, there's a shared toilet in the corridor, which is an old-fashioned toilet, meaning it's basically a hole in the ground rather than a thing you sit on. It's not a sit-down toilet, it's more of a squatting toilet. I know, that's probably too much information for you, I know, sorry, but there it is. I don't know if it helps for you to know what kind of toilet we have here at the podcastle. Does that help to know that? Does, does that help with your English? I'm telling you that in order to give you context at the start so you don't feel lost at the beginning of the conversation. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. The toilet, I mean, it works. It's okay. But Sarah calls it a Turkish toilet for some reason. Maybe that's an American thing. 
whereas in the UK, we're more likely to call that kind of toilet a French campsite toilet. Anyway, I thought that I would just clarify that before you listen and wonder what's going on. What are toilets? What are they talking about? So I just thought I'd clarify that. Okay, just trying to be helpful. So after a bit of rambling about toilets, recording podcasts while sitting on the toilet, different types of toilet, old fashioned toilets and so on. After that toilet talk, Sarah and I got into that online quiz about British and American English that I mentioned just a second ago. So the main thing here is to compare some vocab differences between British and American English. You can learn some different vocab and also just listen and compare these two varieties of English. Listen carefully to hear our specific comments and to learn the subtleties of these differences. You'll know some of them already because some of these differences are very well known, but I bet there will be some new things for you to pick up too. I'll sum up at the end of the conversation, by the way. I'll, I'll quickly summarise the vocab and the differences, and I will, just, just to make it clear, and I will also give some comments about whether you should learn British or American English, like which variety to choose. I mean, it's obvious. Obviously, it's British English, of course. Ha ha ha, I'm joking, of course. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's completely up to you. But I'll just, you know, give some comments about that choice at the end of the episode. You will find notes and a transcript for the intro part of this and parts of the ending, including all the the vocab stuff summarised, on the page for this episode on my website. You're welcome. Now, I don't need to say much more here, except that there is a video version of this on YouTube with the quiz questions shown on the screen. You could watch that too. But of course, on YouTube, you don't get this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful introduction that you're hearing now or the bit where I ramble at the end and summarise the vocab. So there, that's the advantage of being an audio lepster in audio land, uh, which is the most populated region of Lepland, by the way, audio land. Most of the lepsters live in audio land. Yeah, because you get more. Anyway, I will now let you listen to my conversation with Sarah Donnelly to let you compare some American and British English. And I will talk to you again a bit on the other side of this conversation with a summary and some more comments. But now... Let's get started. Hello, we're talking about language. Sit down, let's have a chat. Hmm? A bit of a chat, sir. A bit of a chat, yes, Roger, just a bit of a chat. <laughs> what about, sir? About English as a global language. This is a conversation. Yes. I would like to talk to you. Okay, let's talk. Let's have a quick conversation, huh? What do you think? That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a conversation about language. Hello, podcast people. Hello, video viewers. And hello to my audio listeners. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. I've probably, to be honest, I've probably done an introduction already. And here I am saying hello again. Well, yeah, because I'm here. We want to say it together. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Sarah Donnelly is back on the podcast. Hello, Sarah. Thank you. Hi, I'm in the new studio. This is so great. Yeah. What do you think? What are your first impressions? Um, Well, my first impression... Well, well, actually, you uh, predicted my first impression, which was by the time you get to the fourth floor, you're going to wish you were there. And that was a right on cue. Yeah. I turned the corner. I saw the floor and I was like, yeah, I, I want this to be over now. But we had more to go. And then my second impression is that Turkish toilet in the hallway is a relic of Paris. Uh-huh. It is a true. It's something that we don't see very often. So 
video viewers, Sarah is referring to the fact that so here in the pod castle, I've got my pod room and then there are shared facilities in the corridor, including a shared toilet at one end and a sort of uh, a place to wash your hands and stuff at the other end. And so, yeah, this is an old uh, Parisian building. And so it has one of those old fashioned French toilets because I guess not many people ever use that that toilet because most of these rooms are for storage to be fair so. i think that's an emergency toilet it's i mean to say a toilet would imply there's something to sit on and there's two pads for your feet and a chain and a prayer to, to, to whoever you pray to and you need to aim um it's probably more hygienic than most anyways this is a beautiful building yeah. And when you come upstairs, you realize, and now this is where, you know, the lower, it's the upstairs, downstairs, the Downton Abbey. That's right. In the olden days, these rooms would have been used by the staff who right. served the people who actually lived in the building. And so, yeah, the, 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 it's like seeing how the other half live. But now this is the home of Luke's English podcast. Yeah. Um, so you called it, a t- we're, I'm still on the toilet, not literally. <laughs> Thankfully, that would be strange. Recording a that, podcast from my toilet uh, listen, with Sarah. I'm sure there's. Well, did you know at the Crazy Horse in Paris, in the women's toilets, what's or I cra- say restroom? What's the Crazy Horse? You don't know the Crazy Horse Cabaret? Uh, no, I don't. You've no. never heard of the Crazy Horse? Nope. Okay, so I know there's the Moulin Rouge, of course. Yeah, but... there's three iconic cabarets in Paris. Yeah. So you have the Moulin Rouge, then you have the Lido, which actually is going to be cancelled because uh, they were bought by a corporation, a core or a censure, one of those hotels, a core. Yeah, they were just like, no, nah, we're going to get rid of the show. But there's, you know, there's a full spectacle, a dance show, cabaret. Show. And then there's the Crazy Horse. So if the Moulin Rouge is like Can Can and classic, it still has some nudity, but I saw it recently. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the Crazy Horse is definitely like very sophisticated and sexy and modern. And it's very cool. So you should go. Uh, okay. Where is it? Um, In Paris. It's in Paris. It's by like Georges Sank. It's in a, a very yeah, she part of town. Near the Champs Elysees. It's, it's close to the Champs Elysees. Uh, Beyonce has a video for her song Partition, and she filmed it at the Crazy Horse. So if you want to get the vibe, you can watch that. But the point of this is not Beyonce or the Crazy Horse or the iconic cabaret. The of toilet. Paris. I still wanted to make a it's point about, the, about toilet. the toilet. You called it a Turkish toilet. Wait, I got to tell you the Crazy Horse before. Just yes. one last thing: the Crazy Horse in the women's restrooms, because I'm American, in the in the women's restrooms at the Crazy Horse, there is a double toilet. So you go in, and then there's two toilets next to each other, no partition. Wow. So that and they kept it because it's like the classic old vintage toilet from the olden days. I don't know. I mean, I guess women like to go to the bathroom together and we have a chat. But no, you could do it on the toilet so i'm saying if you wanted to record a podcast two of us on the toilet at the same time (laughs) and one of the most iconic cabarets in paris it's possible okay (laughs) okay sorry turkish toilet Uh, um turkish toilet you called it um any turkish listeners i mean uh, is this an american thing is that what you call that kind of toilet in the states you call them turkish toilets americans couldn't even comprehend that that would be a toilet in someone's home yeah so it's that there's no word for it it's not in yeah, I suppose it's kind of in someone's home in the sense that people do live in this building. Like, but In yeah. an interior building in a city, like a hole yeah. in the ground, uh, we would call a latrine. So a hole in the ground, I mean, you know, just... And in, just in case anyone is now picturing a sort of a like a like on a golf course kind of a hole in the ground, like just the earth with a hole, there there is a sort of a 
what would you call it? Not porcelain, but uh, I mean, I think a, there yeah. is a there is a sort of a cistern that, and uh, well, you have it, a place to put your feet. Yeah, it's a, mold, a molded thing where there's a place to put your feet and then a hole. And when it you is. pull the chain, the water swishes around and goes down in the hole. Right? I mean, but it's uh, a squatter. It, you got to squat. There's, you've got to squat down. Yeah. I mean, when I when I lived in Japan, and this is like one of the most common things I ever say on this podcast. When I lived in Japan, like <laughs> oh, really, Luke? Um, when I lived in Japan. Japan, sometimes we would see those toilets there too. Uh, but apparently squatting down like that is actually healthier. I've heard that. It's a, it's yeah. a better position yeah. to do your business. Yes. Um, but in uh, in the UK, we generally call those French campsite toilets. So if you go hey. camping in France, you might find, or certainly in the 80s, the toilets in French campsites would have been a bit like that. So well, basically old-fashioned toilets. Here's another question. We're just getting right into the language. Here's another question between... American English, British English. When you're driving on on the highway and you pull off, uh, we call it a rest area where there's usually uh, toilets and and maybe there's some vending machines. Yeah. We call that a rest area. Do you call that a rest service area? station? Well, it depends because in services in, in America, it's not always a service station. Each state can have their own air de air de repos. They say in French, which is a and rest area. Actually, it's service station, maybe, but I think actually it's motorway services hmm. or motorway service station. I had to get that right, just in case anyone's like, it's not a service station, it's a mot- it's motorway <laughs> services. <laughs> Um, Some real anyway, particular people. We could easily go continue flying okay, off in sorry. all these different directions. Off. We started we talking focused. about the toilet, but the, I do actually have some kind of organized <laughs> plan, kind of, for this episode. So, Sarah, you're back. I'm you've back. Been, you've been on the show lots of times before. Yeah. Um, not enough to my liking. I'm no, not enough. Honest. Not enough. It's true. The last time you were on was in episode 560 in December 2018. That's okay. ages ago. Oh, my God. That's a lifetime ago. Now, um, That's nearly four years, Luke. You're from the United States of America. Yes. I'm from the United Kingdom of Great Britain and of Northern Kingdom. Ireland. <laughs> the United Queendom. Um, <laughs> now, I thought that what we could do yes. is explore our Britishness and slash Americanness, mm. right? By doing um, some BuzzFeed quizzes. You know, the right. website BuzzFeed. Yes. Do you actually ever go on BuzzFeed? Uh... No, but neither, I no. feel like it's one of those things that you see someone has shared something and then you click on it and you find yourself on Buzzfeed. Yeah. But then yeah, I don't think I've ever gone into my browser and been like, let's just see I what's think happening. I'll go on BuzzFeed. No, it's very clickbaity. It's the sort of thing where yeah. you 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 go on the internet in a moment of weakness and you end up <laughs> find you find yourself on BuzzFeed. Like, how did this how did I get on this website? Yes. Let's just grab your attention. It doesn't matter if the content's any good. Maybe I'm being a bit. People, the staff at BuzzFeed are now all crying now because I said that. But the staff um, but at BuzzFeed are probably all robots, and uh, <laughs> they have no feelings. It's just one guy. He's just plugging in different things and typing on the computer. <laughs> I don't know. BuzzFeed is one person. So anyway, what I thought we'd do is look at some BuzzFeed quizzes that are supposed to tell you if you are British or American, Ooh. as if we didn't know. Because I'm pretty wow. sure. I mean, I I am British. I know. I don't need to do a test to find out. And I'm pretty sure you're American too, but I, I mean... Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's that's the idea. Now, the I'm, qui- I'm not just American, You're though. French too. Yeah, since 2018, I've become French. Congratulations. So just updating any Lepster who recalls from the 
you know, annals of, of history. <laughs> of history, yeah. Uh, do you do you still feel like you're an American though? It's dual citizenship where you're yes. both, right? You've, you're mm-hmm. both 100 percent American and 100 yeah. percent French. Yeah. So do you do you feel kind of culturally, uh, psychologically identi- identity um, <laughs> American still, or or what? God, these are the deep questions straight away. Uh, well, it's it is a uh, since Donald Trump was elected. It, it has felt worse and worse to be American. And I think I said this on stage recently. I was like, we probably should have felt bad about being American well before that as well. But it's just in recent times, it's felt really heavy and hard. So do I still feel American? I've been out of America living there full time. I've lived in France for almost 10 years. Uh, it's it's I feel like I'm just getting lost in the Atlantic I'm I'm in a gray zone between two cultures. Treading water in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know who I am. I'm like a mid Atlant I'm that mid Atlantic accent that the voiceover people ask you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't <laughs> like, go, let's not go into that okay. now. But but anyways, um the point the point is I when I'm in France, I don't feel French. But when I go to the US, I feel so I feel more French than American. And then when I'm here, I feel more American than French. And I don't really feel like I belong anywhere. Yeah. Okay. That's I, how I, I feel. Totally understand. So I really need BuzzFeed to like define this for me yeah. once and for all. Let's, we just need you to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's find out how American Sarah really is. And maybe they'll be like, actually, you are in fact English. <laughs> Yeah, maybe or Irish or something. The pause, the pause, and Luke. He was just like, I, I don't didn't think, think so. That's but who knows? I mean, you know, you you have spent time in Northern Ireland. You've got yeah. probably got Irish roots. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you are. Maybe the genes are going to come through here and say, yeah. no, she's Irish. Are they, the Irish going to claim you? Although <laughs> Ireland, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, they're not included in this. It's just Britain or America. It's very basic and very reductive. This <laughs> test. They're all of them. Shocking. So. Um, okay. All right. So um, let's let's do a couple of these tests, and okay. we can we can also chat about whether we think the tests are reliable or if they're just complete bullshit, okay, or bollocks, you know, whichever you know version of English you would like to choose. So um, I'm going to use Chrome on my computer, and you can use Safari on on my computer too. It's a, a way that we can do the we can do the test twice for two different people oh, using two okay. different browsers. You when see. you were explaining this, I did. I was like, why are you? What do you mean I can use Safari Chrome? I thought you were explaining to the... I just had a moment. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Well, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> now I see. Okay, because we each have to do it. and We don't want to have yeah, saved I'm going to do one. You're going to do one. We're going to okay. do it at the same time. Okay. And I'll just switch between different browsers on my computer. Got it. Okay. Okay, now I understand. So the first one we're going to do focuses on vocabulary, mm. also known as words. Words. Okay. What are they? Right. So let's have a little look um, at this. So I'll open the... Open that one in Chrome there, okay, and then, then let's go to, over to Safari. Oh, and it's the name of there. this is already yeah. So brilliant, Sarah. Tell tell us the name of this quiz now. I am ninety nine percent positive we can guess if you're American or British based on this word test by Sarah Aspler. Sarah Aspler from Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed staff from Canada. Canada. Okay, I didn't do a Canadian accent. Which okay, can you do a? <laughs> I'm 99% positive we can guess if you're American, eh? Or British based on this word test. Eh? Eh. Just, I'm like, let me just say it less annoying, nicer. Just do it normally. (laughs) Yeah. Again. I'm 99% positive we can guess. If you're American. Or British. 
based on this word test. Okay, okay. so there, and we it's for the audio people, we need to describe if mm. there's any images in the questions. We need to describe them. So the first one, the question is, what do you call this? And there is a picture <laughs> of well, it's either a cookie or a biscuit. It's a chocolate chip snack that's been freshly removed from the oven. Mm. And is it a cookie or a biscuit? Now, I'll let you go first on this one. We'll switch over to Safari and you can answer this one well, first. Well, uh, yeah, that is, that is a cookie. Because a biscuit is something else where I come from, honey. You come from um, North Carolina. North Carolina. It's in the South. Don't get confused by the Northern name. We're still very much in the South. You're in the South. Yeah. So you're from a Southern state. A this, Southern state. So that's why you spoke like that just now. <laughs> Say it. Do it again. Well, where I'm from, here's another, here's a more North Carolina accent. We we call biscuits our things. They're almost like a scone mm-hmm. that you would say a scone, but it's a bit different. We, we make actually it, say scone. Oh, scone. In my family. Scone? Okay. Although that's a thing that British people will fight to the death over whether it should be pronounced scone or scone. Oh, okay. Um, scone or scone. And it's also other stupid things like, do you put the milk in first before you put the tea in? Or do you put the tea in first, then the milk? If you have a scone with cream and and strawberry jam, do you put the strawberry jam on first or do you put the cream on first? I it, think you need to make a quiz. Are you British or not? Are you? How British are you? This British or this, this British? British. I don't and know. one is wrong and one is right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, so you're saying you're saying that's a cookie. I'm going to yeah. choose cookie for you. Right. And it switched to. Right. Swi- oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold it's on. Jumping a, ahead. Hold on a second. Let me let me answer the question. It's jumping ahead. So, okay. Now, it, obviously, the test wants me to say because I'm British, it wants me to say that's a biscuit. Mm-hmm. But that is that's not a biscuit. There is a difference between a cookie and a biscuit. Can I guess what it is? I don't know exactly how to define it. I just know it when I see it. But go on. You. you I'm going to guess that a biscuit is, it's like, it, it's a cookie, but it's kind of like small and flat and it's something you can dip into tea and it has like a nice crunch and a cookie could be in a softer variety. Yes, I would say so. And I think cookies are usually a bit bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And they often have, the, often, the chocolate chip cookie is the, is the classic example. Um, exactly. A biscuit. Yeah. Probably a bit more oaty, maybe, and as you said, smaller. Probably a bit harder. They have a bit more crunch to them. I just think of like tea biscuit. Like if you're going to the biscuit section mm-hmm. in Marks and Spencer, like Tesco or something. Yes, it's it's wrapped up. It's in a cylinder. They're always round in a cylinder. We've got you know we've got ginger. We've got all different varieties, but it's like small, flat, crunchy, and like a nice a bit of a crunch. Tea. Dip it in the yeah. tea. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I am actually going to say this is a cookie. Oh, uh, the bold test move. is basically Sarah, who wrote the test, is like he's American. I'm like, no, I'm not. Just I just know the, the difference end. between a freaking cookie and a biscuit. Well, that's good to know. I guess my my one year in Northern Ireland was formative enough where I was like, I I can feel that. Yeah, that is a difference. Definitely. Next question is. It says, what do you call this? Sarah, would you like to describe what you can see without using the two words given? Is a challenge for oh, you. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, we're at a uh, place where you would put fuel into your car. Mm-hmm. And there's pumps. And it just depends on whether you want to say you're putting petrol into your car or gas. Gas, Gasoline, in, gasoline. as you would say, in America. And I'm American, so I call that a gas station. Okay. This could be in a motorway serv- motorway service station, uh, roadside services. So I would definitely call that a petrol station or or a garage uh, petrol station. Definitely. So the, the the 
the point here is that in the UK we call it petrol mm. and in the States you call it gasoline or gas. I mean, you know, you're wrong. It's not gas. It's, <laughs> it's a liquid. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Go. Yeah, I don't know. Petrol station for me. Sarah says it's a gas station. There just, is no right or wrong in this quiz, listeners. <laughs> there are no right or wrong answers. Have That's you the, toggled between the other? Are we still keeping it that are, scientific? I, I am. I am on this. Okay. So right. this is now me. This is Chrome. Uh, Safari is there. We're on the same question. Okay, Everything's all right, good. All right. Next thing is, what do you call these? And what we have is a snack that you might have maybe if you're having a drink of beer or wine or something like that, or not. Um, or with a sandwich? Yes. Definitely have, with a sandwich. That's right. Sandwich. Or san- sandwich. How do I say that word? How do I say that word? You say sandwich, and I say a sandwich. A sandwich. Oh, I'm going sandwich. hard on the sandwich. It's a witch that's made of sand. <laughs> it that's, is. It's a sandwich. A uh, sandwich. I so, have to sandwich. Say... Sandwich. Uh, hold on a minute. What would you like? Oh, I'll have a cheese and ham sandwich. 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 You're almost like an M, a sam, a sandwich, and sam- I'm a sandwich. Wid- sandwich. I want a sandwich. Sandwich. Or if I'm being cute, a sandwich. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's just no. je plaisant. Um, so uh, okay, so these are potato snacks made of potato. They come in a, uh, a foil packet when you open it. They're um, sliced thinly, very crispy. thinly sliced, and Ooh, they go when you eat them. When you put them in your mouth. So. Um, in the UK, we call them crisps. Can you yeah. say that, listeners? Crisps. Crisps. That's, that's can, that can be a difficult word for people that, to pronounce. It is. I think it is. It's, it's like crisps and also wasps. Oh, yeah, wasps. Those little annoying insects that are not bees. Yeah. I've realized in America, we'll call wasps, we'll call bees because we call something else wasps that are even bigger, the... Like a hornet. Well, a hornet a and a wasp, we differentiate still. So where, where, I, where I come from, we have the bee, okay, and then you also might call a yellow jacket a bee, and a yellow jacket would be what you call the wasp. Okay. The angry little version. Yes. But then we have hornets, and we have wasps, which are like even bigger with like longer stingers and bigger. It's Very nasty. Oh, God, just awful. Hornets. We, we got them all. Basically, if it makes honey, it's, it's a, a bee. bee and if, it should be, you know, saved. Let's save the bees and all that. The bees are the good guys. The wasps are the bad guys. The yeah. wasps don't make um, honey. And they can sting you as many times as they like. Whereas uh, a bee, if it stings you, then it's dead afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's so a fatal choice. Yeah. Dumb move. More tragic, the, the story of the bee, isn't it? Yeah, the poor bee. Poor things. So anyway, I call them crisps. What would you call these things? Well, I call that a potato chip. Okay, so a let's chip. switch over to Sarah's version and we're going to choose chips for you. Okay, there you go. Um, so that's it. I mean, you know, it's the, in America they call them uh, chips and we call them crisps. But of course, uh, chips for us are uh, more like French fries, French fries although yeah. they're not exactly the same thing. Fish they're and not. chips, everyone knows what we're talking yeah. about there. Uh, fish and chips, although chips are slightly thicker than fries. Agreed. They've yes. got they've got a nice thickness. I like them when they're crispy on the outside, but like soft on the yeah, inside. Exactly. That's how they should be done. They need to be able to like withhold the force of, I don't know, a curry sauce mm-hmm. or some baked beans yeah. or just any they, they the gravy. They need to be able to like absorb, absorb a bit. and stand up to it. You know, it's a good hearty 
meal, you know, whenever it is with chips. It's just, oh, yeah, we do like, so we do like good. chips. A real chippy is just so delicious. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Who says you've got bad cuisine? I, it's slander and lies. Thank you. I'm glad someone is, <laughs> they're all like, yeah, right. Go no to a real you. chip shop anywhere in Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales, you're a, in for a treat. A good one. Not Leicester Square in London, no, all right? No, not You've got to go trap. to some Mm-mm. seaside town in England mm. and get fish and chips on the, you know, on the seaside. And oh, it's, so it's probably going to be quite good. Anyway, so um, this is me and I choose crisps. Chris. Okay. So the next one. Do you want to explain or describe? Well, um, you know, it's where you live when you're not living in a home. House. Uh, a house. Sorry. I, I say this often. <laughs> well, Americans, I realize I call... Wherever I live, I call my house, even if it's not a house. And okay. a lot of people do this because it's my home. I live there. Yeah. But I still call it my house. I don't live in a house in Paris. I'm not like, I live at my house. Let's come over to my house. Um, so it's when you live in a... A, uh, <laughs> a large building. A large building with multiple homes inside of it. Smaller. It's a word that everyone in on everyone knows. So basically, do, we, do you call it a flat or do you call it an apartment? What would you call well, it? Well, I call it an apartment, but when I was going to describe it, I was going to call it a flat of apartments. Now, maybe I've just gone totally What? Off a flat of apartments? What are you talking like about? Like in a tenement. Is that a word? Now I feel like I'm getting lost that, in the sauce. A tenement, like a large building. A large building with a lot of tenants. A lot of people who live there could be an apartment building, but tenement has a negative connotation, I think. Because tenement, you imagine it's probably quite poor and it's probably yeah. the sort of... It's probably the 19th century Charles Dickens oh, yeah? Industrial really? Revolution. Because when you say tenement, I was thinking of somewhere like in a rough part of of, uh, of New Jersey or something. Sure. I think I think tenement's like an old, an older term. We like going yeah, going back, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, we would call it a yeah. block of flats. A block, an, yeah, a block of yeah. Flats. We'd say the apartment block. Yeah, this is some good vocab. I'm I like, hope you appreciate this, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking to two people who really care about words. Yeah, I love getting into it. Okay, so, so just in case you don't know, everyone, because you didn't, you know, video viewers who didn't listen to the introduction, Sarah is an English teacher as well, and she's a stand-up comedian yeah. as well, and there's obviously plenty of other things. To, to say too, but we don't have time because we've no, got to choose whether this. this is a flat or an apartment. Uh, in the UK, we call it we would call this a flat, whereas in the United States of America, you'd call that an apartment. An apartment. That's okay. my apartment. Okay, done. Next, what do you call these? It says, and it shows lots of very uh, lots of things that children like to eat. They're made of sugar. They're very bad for Just your teeth. Just made of sugar. There's nothing, no nutritional value. They come in all shapes and sizes and flavors and usually fruity flavors. And exactly. I'm sorry, my stomach's making so much noise. I your do apologize. Your stomach is rumbling. It is creaking like a ship. I Jesus. don't think that the microphones are picking that up. I hope not, but can you hear it? <laughs> I could it's hear loud. it. What happened? You didn't eat lunch or what? I did eat lunch. I think I'm just fully digesting. And yeah. my stomach's like threatening me. It's like, don't make me go to the Turkish toilet. Your stomach wants to be on Luke's English podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We're also talking about crisps and chips. Mm. And uh, can't, no, it's just a, it's an after lunch digestion. Yeah, that's all right. Issue. It's okay. It's normal. It's a normal human bodily, bodily process. Um, all right. So what do you call these things? Well, in America, you, it's candy. I want candy. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I want candy. Yeah, candy. Candy. S- sweets in the UK. 
I want some sweets. Would you like some sweets? Yeah, we know we never say sweets. But I don't even say I'm a bad American mom in France because I don't even say candy. I say bonbon because my kids oh, say bonbon. Now you've become French in that. I know, regard. and I'm not. Every time I'm like, I gotta say candy because I'm trying to preserve the American English in yeah. the family because Tr- trying to teach, trying to make sure the kids learn English, not just some Frenchified version of it. Well, yeah. but but also American English because it's very easy to get a lot of British English because we're close to England. That makes total sense. So I'm trying to say things like you know. Candy, and I just I just say bonbon. Well, the fact that we're close, that France is quite close geographically to England means that you're more likely to get British English. What? Sure. Because it, the, the words will get blown over. The words up. wash The words over. will just blow over. Or it's like, oh, what was that? Oh, can they said sweets. We, could, they said like, sweets. we can't hear Britain Well, they, from they here. teach in school British English. Oh, oh do they? Well, there's re- like when you go, when you get resources to teach kids English, it's more British vocabulary oh, okay. and British style. So you didn't even notice this. No, I just didn't notice. You just let it wash over you because yeah, but- you're like, this seems normal and right. Yeah. Oh, there was okay. no BuzzFeed. I don't know. Sometimes it just sort of, I find it depends with the, the kids uh, when in French school that sometimes the, the, they are learning American English, but maybe you're right. Maybe there's a bit more British English here. Okay, that was my opinion. Anyway, so candy. You uh, call it can- can- candy. 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 Not it, just candy. 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 Okay. So, so um, we're still on your version of the quiz here. All right. What do you call this? It's a picture of lots of high-rise buildings. It looks like sort of business district uh, of a city. Um, where all the big companies would have their offices and maybe you would be able to do some shopping in some some of those big uh, department stores and things. What's this in America? We've got another sound, song sound. We have another song for it. Downtown. 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 Now, here's something funny about downtown. Sometimes downtown is not actually downtown. Yeah, so in America, you might be like, (laughs) I'm going to go downtown. Where are you? I'm downtown. Right. But it could be, well, I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we actually call the downtown uptown because it's on a hill. Yeah, so then, then you say you don't, we're going, where are you going? Oh, we're going to uptown. But that means you're going downtown. What? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a whole thing. So yeah, but there is that, there is a thing in English of like <laughs> up or down, like to go up the street or to go down the street, yeah. even when the street is, is completely yeah. level. Um, and whether you go up to London or down to London, it all depends on your point of view sort of thing. It really depends on your point of view and not your actual geographic location. Cause you can say you're going down I'm going the down, street. down the street. Yeah, down the street, up the street. Oh, I was thinking in New Jersey, um, you may have heard of the Jersey Shore from the iconic MTV show, Jersey Shore. Yes. But when people say they're vacationing on the Jersey Shore, they say, I'm going down the shore. That's right. a New Jersey way to say and they're going, going down to the shore. but Not e- even down to, just down, down the, shore. the shore. Right. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, this I guess the center of the city in America, you call it downtown, call it downtown. or most of the time, except unless, in, you know, in you're, Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina where uptown. things are different, it's uptown. <laughs> and uh, Bruno Mars as well talks about uptown, uptown, uptown funk. funk. Hold on. And in Philadelphia, it's called Center City. Well, they're getting a bit closer to the, the British version there because we call it the city center. Yeah. So that's confusing, too, because I want to say city center and then you have to call it center city in Philadelphia. In, in Philadelphia. So their downtown is called center city. OK, right. <laughs> so if something happened in the middle of Philadelphia, that's like a thing happened in center city, Philadelphia. 100 yep. percent. Whereas in the UK, it's like, oh, I'm going to go into the city center. 
this afternoon. Which I'm going to go shopping in the city centre. More logical. Or the town centre. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So you're choosing downtown. Uh, talking of downtown, you know the TV series uh, Downtown Abbey. <laughs> You know downtown the, Abbey. Yeah, you know the number of people who think it's downtown Abbey, like an Abbey that's in the middle of the town, like the the downtown Abbey. Who it's not. It's that? Downton. It's not. There's no. It's not downtown Abbey. Okay, everybody. I mean, I see that. I want to say downtown Abbey, but I know better. It's Downton. I know better. Downton. It's Downton Abbey. Um, so I'm choosing the city centre for that one. Actually, the next quiz you should do is have me pronounce um, English country towns in England. Pronounce their names because I guarantee. It would be <laughs> wrong. Yeah, all the Leicester, Gloucester, the Shires. Gloucester, so Worcestershire, Worcestershire, yeah, Worcestershire. Worcestersh- I can't even do it now. Your Americanness Worc- is infected. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, Worcestershire well, sauce. I'm just saying, we yeah. gotta say, we gotta pronounce it all. Okay, yeah. let's keep going. Right, we next. see fruits, vegetables. You buy food here. Do you call it the grocery store or do you call it shops? Do you the pop sh- to the shops? Or wait you... a wait a minute. No, I've got a, I've got an issue boop, here with boop, this one. Boop. Yeah, Buzzfeed. Can- she's Canadian. She's what Canadian. Is she now? Sarah, who wrote this, is Canadian. So um, it's a place where you would buy fruit and vegetables. In America, it's the, the grocery store. The grocery store. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll let you choose the grocery. I'm going to say the grocery store. Okay. Uh, whereas in uh, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, so we would call that. Either the supermarket, basically, where you just go to get your, you know, your generic stuff, your Tesco's supermarket. Yeah. yeah. Or it would be um, the green grocer or the, the green, green grocers. grocer. Yeah. But the shops. So we do say the shops, but the shops just means the area of town where all the main shops mm. are. So I'm just going to pop to the shops. It means you're going to do shopping at a couple locations. You're going to go to the grocery store. You might yeah. run into the florist, get a couple things. Or maybe go knows. to the bakery. Maybe yeah. go into the butchers to buy some sausages or something. Oh, God, you know, yeah. uh, So that's the shops. Mm. Uh, it's a bit like the high street, I would say, the shops. Just going to pop to the shops. Uh, I'm going to pop to the shop. You see, the shop is your nearest local general shop where you could maybe get some fruit and veg and some other bits and pieces like your newspaper, milk, bread, okay. stuff like that. That's the shop or the corner shop. But uh, the shops is a more of an area rather than one specific store. Sorry, Sarah from mm. BuzzFeed. Um, so I, I'll go with that, Sarah, though. I'm going to choose the shops. To stay on... On theme, yeah. on trend, on trend with with what's happening. Exactly. Um, okay. Next one is what do you, it says? What do you call this? And there's a picture of a a girl in a swimsuit. Oh, I've just given my answer. A girl, a girl by the pool, and she's about to jump in. She seems to be scratching her back. No, I think she's doing a stretch. She's doing a stretch. Yeah. Which is what you should do before you leap into a swimming pool. Because <laughs> you're gonna. She looks very sporty. Yeah. I just fling myself in there. There's no sport involved. You shouldn't do that when though. I get into have, the pool. have you never been warned about that? Like, especially like if you shouldn't just jump in the swimming pool soon after you've eaten and early in the morning, uh, straight after breakfast, because you'll get a cramp and then you'll drown. Well, sure, but no one's looked at me and thought this. this she's going to really go for it in the sports department. This is going to be a fit and active swim. No, no one felt the, the need to stop you before no, you they leapt like, into a pool. They're like, we know that she's just going to sit there and kind of bob. You know, I just I like to bob. I'm like a buoy. I'm just bobbing. I'm like a tea bag and like a cup a, of tea. You like to bob. You're like a what? A buoy. A buoy. You mean a boy? 
What? You pronounce it like that? <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> listeners, listeners. This you- English podcast. This- We've taken a turn. So, what? Listeners, uh, uh, what did you call it? So, we are just to make sure that my audience understand what's going on. So, okay. we're talking about sometimes when you are at the seaside, you look mm-hmm. out into the water or a lake, could be on a lake, a and a body of water, any mm-hmm. large body of water, okay. you might see things floating on the water. It could be, for example, if you're at the seaside, yeah, it could be that there is a, um, a lobster, um, catching device. A pot. We call it a lobster, lobster pot. pot. A crate at the bottom of the ocean. It's right. got a rope going up. And there on the top is this this maybe a an orange inflatable rubber or plastic ball. Could be rubber pla- could be foam. Could be made of foam. Yeah. Exactly. And we call that this so uh, this thing that floats on the water for whatever reason. So it's spelt B O U Y, am I right? I think B-O-U-Y. so. B O U Y. Let's see if I can just bring up a picture. Oh, B U O Y, of course. B U O Y. So looking on Google Images, we see metal ones. That might those are have, big ones. These, these are big metal ones that might go clang, clang. Yeah, that, clang those might a, be warning. Can I say the word? Or are we holding off to say no, the word? No, you go on, say it again. Well, okay, so we have a little, that's a buoy. We call it a buoy. A buoy. Okay. And whereas we would call it a boy, there's wow. also a picture of a round one there, smaller one. So a boy or a buoy, but yeah, so there's a big difference. Wow. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know fo- that. You know, my nautical um, vocabulary, it doesn't come up often. I'm not often in a cross-cultural nautical situation, but my husband is because he loves to sail. Oh, does he? Yeah. And he likes to sail uh, around Normandy and, and get up into the Jersey Islands and the Guernsey Islands. Oh, yeah. and he gets, wow, gets into English territory. Yeah, there. English waters. You've got to watch out these days. Just I don't know. try and catch any fish. Um, so, uh, yeah, a boy. So do you find it really strange that we call it a boy? Because like, that's like a boy, like a boy or a girl, a boy. Well, that's kind of the joke in American English, but it's, our pronunciation is further from that. So we're like, oh, it's a buoy. Like, I like buoys. Like, it's, haha, that's kind of funny. What, do, do people make jokes on that word? I mean, with that word? I think I've heard, you know, like a schoolyard joke, you know, this is like the, ki- the type of joke you get on a popsicle. Uh, yeah, like terrible jokes that that are written or on a piece of bubble gum, lollipop yeah. sticks, or sweet wrappers, or something. Yeah, you would so, call that an ice lolly. An ice lolly, yeah. exactly. Oh, you Popsicle. know your stuff. I do. Popsicle, ice lolly. I've been lolly. around you Brits for a while. Yeah, yeah. So for us, it's like when you're down at the seaside, you're walking along the seafront, <laughs> and you see one of these things in the water, and what the stup- the dad joke is basically: Oh, look, there's a boy in the water. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, we could we could make that joke, but it's a bit further away from that. So, if you were to go swimming, what would you put on? What would you wear? You put on a swimsuit. I would begrudgingly put on a swimsuit and (laughs) be like, "Listen, (laughs) it's every everybody is a summer party. Welcome, okay? You call it a swimsuit. We would call it a swimming costume. Do you really call it a swimming costume? That feels yeah, we do. But actually, I did say swimsuit without thinking about it. So I think maybe we also say swimsuit, or at least maybe this is a bit of American English that has crept in. But I Mm. think that swimming costume is is standard still. I mean, a costume in French actually means a suit. So, you know. That's a whole other story for another time. I'm just saying, we say swimsuit. You could think of like a a suit, like a business suit and a swimming costume. Costume is the word in French for a a man's suit. Yeah. 
That's just, in French. In French. But that's, that, again, that's another story for another time. That's <laughs> okay. like uh, when French... I'm bringing too many layers in. When the, when the French use English words for things and they kind of use them in ways that we don't... But do you think they own the word who... Well, okay, Own now, the word, yeah. Who, very good question. Who... Where does costume come from? Is it a French word? La, ah, right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, it's maybe a French we word. took it's it. It's not an English word. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I think I must... I'm probably wrong that costume... Anyway, as I said, He's it's a whole stop, other story stop. for another time. Because like, we've got, we have to get through this quiz. That we, is <laughs> not the topic of this. We're not talking about the way French and English cross over with each but other. I do love that conversation. It is a good conversation. So okay, let's I'm keep choosing moving. swimming costume for All this right. one. All right. Next thing. Okay. This is, uh, it says, what do you call this? It's a picture of the thing that you would put on your bed and you sleep underneath it. And it's nice and warm and soft. It's made of feathers or if you're allergic to feathers, synthetic materials. That's right. It's a nice, uh, thick, uh, soft blanket that you would sleep under. Keeps you nice and warm and cozy. Now, I've, I've got a, I take issue with this question. Okay. Because in, so the choices are comforter or duvet. And in American English, there is a distinction for us between what is a comforter and what is a duvet. Oh, you call it a duvet as well. Yes, we, we call, call it, duvet. it a duvet. Oh, no, we've got a different intonation. So a comforter would just be the, the well, a duvet would be kind of the fluffy part and then you put a duvet cover on. Yeah. Okay. But in we also have a comforter and a comforter is just kind of like the fluffy part that maybe there's a pattern or something printed on it and there's nothing that goes over it. Yeah, is we that, call that a quilt. Well, but then we also have a quilt and a quilt is when it's actually been quilted and, and put together and it's been it's stitched together. Stitched together, yeah. Patchwork style, patchwork so, quilt. A comforter for us would be a duvet that you don't have a changeable cover. That right, goes over a kind it. of a duvet that doesn't have a cover on it. Yeah, that might even go on top of the other main duvet. That, no. That's what you call a comforter. No, the no? Du- comforter would be like you could go to a department store and you could get a comforter and like some throw pillows. There could be a full set, and you say, "Okay, I'll, t- I'll have a okay. comforter." But it doesn't have a it doesn't have a cotton cover on it. No, so it's got the designs and stuff printed okay. directly. Very on. slight difference, really, in the scheme of things. I would say that there is a, a, a well. You know, I think it's quite. I know it's a difference. But it's, it, it, you know, it's not like they're one worlds Europe- apart. Well, one is European and one is American because uh, I'm used to sleeping with a top sheet because I had a comforter growing up. Okay. Everyone's <laughs> brains are exploding right now. You know, uh, you know that. The people in podcast land, their heads are, f- are actually, the tops of their heads are all flying <laughs> off and uh, just steam and yeah. entrails are coming out. So, um, wait a minute. What? You, so, a top a top sheet. sheet. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me just try and grasp control of this. Get okay, control, so sorry. here's the thing, right? On a bed, you've got the bed frame. Yes. Okay. This, I'll I'll go through my version first. Okay. Then you I can do I the same exact okay, thing. I'll let you go. Yeah. Okay. So you've got the bed frame yes. made, made of wood or metal. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you have the mattress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Springs inside it, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the mattress, you have uh, a fitted sheet. Mm-hmm. It got it wraps around the mattress. It's got elastic around the corners. It's yeah. a fitted sheet. We're all the same here. No, okay, no differences. Good. Okay. Now, if if you're staying at my parents' house, the next thing would be a uh, a sheet, just a single fairly thin cotton sheet yeah then a duvet Mm -hmm. now the duvet is normally inside a duvet cover Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not but Mm -hmm. uh if it's not in the cover that's probably a quilt okay so there's the the sheet the sheet goes between 
Is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, hold the sheet, on. The sheet goes between your body and the duvet. Yeah. So you got bed, frame, mattress, fitted sheet. Yes. You. Yes. You. Uh, sheet. Yes. Uh, duvet. Yeah. And then nothing. You obviously and, got yeah. a pillow and as then, well. Yeah. So, so give so us your version. It's the, it's the same version. We just call we would call that thin sheet a top sheet. But many people, I find, because if you have a comforter, you can't easily wash the comforter or the quilt. So you need a top sheet between your body yep. and that. But if you have a duvet, you take the duvet cover off and you can wash that. Yes. So, but I try to bring my American top sheet into my. Uh, bicultural bedroom and my husband was like what what is happening here he, he's just used to a duvet duvet cover he's like why is there a sheet here and yeah, I'm like, yeah so it's kind of for, for me it, we're not that far apart yeah, no, it was no, just no, no, we're the same we're, we're the same same, same. The, bed more, look, the bed looks and feels the same in America <laughs> and the UK there's a fly here we're um, more similar than different ladies and gentlemen who knew but we have different words for things. So okay, we are uh, <laughs> divided by common language, which is the thing. So um, It's warm in here. Okay, it's so let's warm keep going. in here. I'll open the window. I don't care. So what if my neighbours can hear this episode of Luke's English Podcast ad-free without paying for the <laughs> <laughs> the ad-free um, subscription? That's that's why, you know, your man over there just rented that space. I see he's got his computer. He's, he's going to put a, a... There is a window open yeah. opposite us. And yeah. so I hope that we won't be bothering him. Okay, um, I'll try to keep my American volume to a minimum. Okay. So, so that's a duvet as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to call that a duvet too that looks duvet You'd call duvet-esque. it a duvet, though, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> Sounds very you French. You have duvet and I have duvet. So that's a duvet okay. and you would call it a, a duvet too, Yeah, would I you? would. The, the, look, the look and feel of that is giving duvet vibes. That says duvet to you. Okay. okay. Next. Okay. What do you call these? Plural? It's not plural. What are you talking about? So there's a picture of a girl with a stupid expression on her face, which is probably the, the mental state that many girls are in when they choose to have this hairstyle. Well, when they choose to, to give themselves a trim and think, is this a good idea? Yeah, should I just cut the hair in front of my face to make it shorter, about eyebrow length? When they choose to do it themselves, Ooh, and it can be a bad decision. It can but, be a bad decision. Yeah. So we're talking about hair hairstyle, and it's when the hair comes down uh, uh, over the forehead, yep. and then is cut with a probably a straight line across um, above the eyes. So it's the hair comes down yep. and is cut without a parting. So the hair is just cut across um, before. Uh, before it all comes down over the eyes. So it's, you end up with a sort of a straight line across the top, uh, uh, across the brow of the face. And um, That was a very thorough explanation. <laughs> Everyone's going to, like, he's, Luke, this is the type of content, if you're listening at home, you're really, a picture is being painted. That's an artist, just saying. That's years of English teaching. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 20 years of, 21 years of this now. So, um, it's interesting that the diff the in the UK the UK version of this, which is the word fringe. Let's just get straight to the point. Just we call it a, a fringe, whereas in the states you call it bangs. It's bangs. Pl it's plural. For Don't you. know why. Don't know the etymology of that word. Uh, you call it bangs. We call it a bangs. fringe. So to me, that's bangs. Okay, bangs. And for yep. us in uh, Britain, it's. A fringe. All right. Okay. Next, we've got a specific type of vegetable. Um, well, basically, are they peppers or are they bell peppers? These are the sorts of peppers that you would the, the most 
maybe the most common form. They're not spicy. They're sweet, sweet, usually. not spicy. Eat them raw, cooked. Okay, so this Just is one I would. I call them bell. I call them bell peppers. Okay, I, well, I call them peppers. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Red peppers, green peppers, yellow peppers. I call them bell you peppers. You call them bell peppers. And my husband, my French husband, was calling them pepper bells for a while, which I Aww. thought was really cute. <laughs> Very cute. So peppers they are for me, but bell, bell peppers, peppers they are for yeah. you. What do you think yeah. the outcome of the quiz will be, Sarah? I don't know. We're going to have to I wait I think and that find out. you're probably going to emerge as, a, as an American and I'll be a Brit, I would say. So the next thing is an item of clothing usually worn by men, but obviously women too. Um, it is 2022, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to. Uh, uh, but historically, women were not allowed to wear this article of clothing. Historically. Historically. And... Uh, in Paris, actually, there was a law on the books until 2013 that women were not allowed to wear trousers slash pants. Are they trousers or are they pants? In the city of Paris. Really? Really, yeah. Um, in the, I don't know when it came onto the books, but there's a very famous painter called Rosa Bonheur who uh, painted cows and landscapes. And she's one of the few women that has uh, her paintings in the Orsay. And she was loved by Napoleon and everyone. So she had a special permit to wear pants because she needed to wear uh, trousers or pants to to go out to the countryside and do her paintings. I see. I see. Okay. There you go. So it's an age old question, Sarah, between British and American people. Well, this is the one that gets everyone all giggly because I would say pants. Yeah. And we know that is not the case in the UQ. Let me just try and explain this so we can move on. (laughs) I'll try and explain this cleanly. So we can make a clean break from this because so that we don't, you know. We just need this to end once yeah. and for all. Let's, let's <laughs> just cut. this, just this yeah, one. Because there's always someone, if you if you don't explain every single detail, there's always someone who's going to jump on you and say, but. So okay. pants and trousers. So in the UK, we call them trousers. In America, you call them pants. Sorry, North America. Sorry, United States of America. Although in Canada, probably too. Um, Trousers, they are in the UK and pants. But the funny thing is that in the UK, (laughs) pants are what you wear under your trousers. So if you pull your trousers down to go to the toilet, here in the building. In You're going to need to take them all the way down. You pull your for trousers that. down yeah. and then you pull your pants down. Whereas in America, you pull your pants down and then what do, do people have to pull down once they've pulled their pants down? Underpants, underwear. Underpants, underwear. So what do girls wear? Girls can wear panties. Sorry, panties. You don't yeah. call them panties. <laughs> well, I was just, you know, adding some I know, flair. yeah. You, you no, were... panties. Girls can wear panties. Boys don't Boys don't wear panties. I mean, boys can wear panties, but uh, boxers or briefs. So that's all the undergarments. Okay. Yeah, pants, underpants, boxers, briefs. We, we yeah. just wouldn't call them pants on their own. But that's... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not just pants, underpants or, or and so on. Yeah, because it goes under your pants. Ah, or they are pants that you wear under something. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, so logic. I'm going to say Makes pants. Sense. I'm going to say pants. You're going to say pants. I'm going to say trousers here uh, on Google Chrome. <laughs> and you're going to say pants. I'm going to say pants. On Safari. Yeah. Okay. Next we've got, okay, we're going to fly through these. Is it the pavement or the sidewalk? The, the place where you walk. So it's not where the cars are driving in the road, but it's the bit where you walk on the side. Where pedestrians go. Where pedestrians the, the go. The bit where people walk on the side. So uh, I would uh, call uh, it a sidewalk. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I would completely understand. You'd call it a sidewalk. Yeah. We call it the pavement. It's made of pavement. Paving stones. But I call, say, a sidewalk. We call it the pavement. 
you would call it the sidewalk. So you are, congratulations, Sarah. You, according to your vocabulary, you are definitely an American. We're so confident that you live in one of the 50 states. We'd actually put money on it. Oh, I'm sorry, BuzzFeed. What? I do not live in one of the 50 states. Ooh. Because no. nationality is not tied to geography. She lives in France. France. So, sorry, BuzzFeed, if you did put money on Sarah living in one of the 50 states, you would lose that money. Um, whereas in the UK, uh, the, for me, I mean, it says British. According to your vocabulary, you're definitely British. The sweets question probably gave you away. Well, it wasn't just that. It was all the other questions, too, Sarah but, from BuzzFeed. Okay. <laughs> Sarah from BuzzFeed. I want to I say something to yes. your... To th those who are watching out there, and this is, you probably don't even notice this. I broke a nail and I take my nails very seriously. And so I just want to know, I want to apologize for anyone out there who's noticed my index, my gnarly index finger. I broke a nail. Video viewers, so audio, audio <laughs> listeners, Sarah has got uh, wonderful long nails. Long, sparkly nails. And I, my index finger nail broke and I haven't had time to redo it. And I felt self-conscious about this the entire podcast. And I don't want to hold the microphone in my left hand because it looks so nasty. But I'm calling it out because that's what comedians how do. do. You, how do you manage to do things with l such long nails? I don't know. I've just, I've grown into it. I just, you learn, you adapt. Because you see some, some, some women who have, have even longer nails than yeah, that. Yeah, these aren't that long to me, but they are quite long. Um, I have to be honest, this is like the limit of what I can do for typing if I want to type quickly. On your like key I can still type. But if I have shorter nails, I can really like blah, 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 like bang it out. So I it depends. If I have writing projects going, which I'm just starting one, I need to get my nails cut shorter. For, for me, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just feel like so clumsy that I'm constantly banging my hands on things and banging my knuckles. I always have little injuries on my oh. hands and things. There's no way I could have long nails like that without like breaking them all the time. So I don't know how you do it, Sarah. Well... It's hard to be a woman. And um, yeah, this one, I don't remember what happened to make it break, but it hurt. So anyways, my apologies to the nail enthusiast out there. I've tried to, you know, keep my manicure at bay. Okay, that's apropos of absolutely nothing. That's your non sequitur. But you you wanted to say that because you were conscious that the video viewers would be judging the fact that one of your nails was shorter than the others. Well, I'm the type of person that if I was watching this, I'd be like... Wait, does her finger look different? Like, that, girl. <laughs> Not in a judgmental way, but I just pick up on very odd detail, so I mm -hmm. would notice that and and I would appreciate the explanation. So there's probably one person out there who actually needed to hear that. But um I would say, you know, I have nail polish on my nails and you would say there's what on my nails? Nail varnish. Exactly. But um That's yes. bonus content. Let's have let's let's do that. Nail varnish, nail polish. Um I want to hear more of your that accent from North Carolina. That's just so wonderful. I love all the different accents. There's so many accents. Well, uh, it's like England. There's so many accents in England. Yeah, but just you do, let's do some more of that. So imagine you are from you're fresh off the boat. Although <laughs> no one really takes boats anymore. Let's say you've just arrived okay. at the Charles de Gaulle airport. Uh, you've come to Paris. You're from North Carolina, and you've you've always dreamed of coming to Paris. And you've, you've, you've arrived at Charles de Gaulle, you've taken the RER to Gare du Nord, and you're now wandering around the streets of Paris. Mm. And let's say you're lost or something and you need some directions and you, you ask me. So let's have that conversation. Okay, so we're doing an improv but scene. But yeah, but you're from okay. North Carolina and I'm just Luke from Luke's English Podcast living in Paris. Okay, all right. Okay. 
All right. Hey, ex- excuse me. Uh, yeah. Hi. Oh, How good. can I help oh, good. you? Oh, good. You speak English. Thank God. Um, we're just we're just a little lost. It's our first time in Paris. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. What? Wait. Where are you from? I'm I'm from England. Oh my God, Steve. He's from England. You hear? That is incredible. Where in England? Uh, I'm from. Uh, do you know Birmingham? No. I know uh, London. Do you, have you? Uh, maybe they. Maybe she doesn't call it Birmingham. He says, thinking in his own head. Maybe she would. Well, call I know it, Birmingham, Alabama. Right, Birmingham. Yeah, it's like that, but without the ham. So Birmingham. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's in the middle of England. Oh my god, I just love your accent, Steve. Do you hear his accent? This is amazing. You know, we went to England um, before we were here. We were in London. We took the Eurostar to get to Paris. Oh really? Right. What did you think of England? Did you enjoy it? Oh my, it was it was beautiful, and we could understand it. Here, we can't understand anyone. Can you no. understand anyone, Steve? I, he can't understand anyone. Yeah, they, they all speak a totally different language. It's, it's crazy, it's isn't like, it? It's uh, like we didn't even think that that was a possibility. Anyways, do you know where... Uh, uh, okay, hold on. We're going to... I'm looking at my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my goodness. I don't even know how you pronounce this one. Um, uh Port Mayot. Port Mayot. Oh, Port Mayo. Is that... Where they make the mayonnaise. Is that how you say that? Say that again with that accent. <laughs> We're going to have to, Steve, record him saying that. I've never heard that I'm before. I'm probably saying it wrong, though, because, you know, I'm English, so I, I don't speak the language. Port Mayo. English people are so nice. Did you know that? Uh, well, it depends on which ones you meet, I suppose. Y'all are just so nice, and we just we just had the best time in London. Anyways, okay, so you, how You're going we, to Port Mayo? What are you doing there? Well, I don't know. Steve, uh, don't what are wanna, we, Steve, what are we doing at Port Mayo? Mayot, Mayot, what? How do you say it again? Port Mayo, but okay. I'm saying it wrong probably because you know I'm I'm from out of town as well. Oh, you're so nice. What's your name? Uh, Luke. Luke. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Nice to meet you. What's Luke. your name? My name is Mary Beth, and this is Steve. Mary Beth. Well, wow, that's that's a nice name. You have got two names. Like well, French Mary people. Beth. French people have two names as French well. French people have two names. Yeah, often they they do. I yeah. didn't know that. Steve. Oh. His name is Luke. Steve. What? Why doesn't Steve come over here? I, he's I don't know. Constantly shouting. Oh, what is he doing over there? <laughs> well, he told me he wanted to buy a postcard, but I just I don't know what he's doing over there. You know. Okay. Anyways, we're trying to. I don't know what we're doing, but we're having such a nice time. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. You are so. You know, I have a granddaughter about your age, and she would just love to go to England sometime. And her name is Stacy. And uh, thank you so much for your help. Steve, say goodbye to Luke. Bye. Bye, Luke. Bye. You're welcome. Have a nice time in thank Paris. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Well, listeners, viewers, that was a little taste of uh, English, the, the version of English that they would speak in North Carolina. I don't even know if I kept it up that well. but It was pretty. It sounded pretty good to me. That's how they would... Yeah, that's how they would do, though, because we love, I don't know, Americans. Every know? now and then I do overhear American tourists in Paris who are pretty much doing exactly the same thing <laughs> as that. Like, Steve, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dad is just like, I don't, I can't. Um, North Carolina has great, I mean, I am from North Carolina. I just don't have much of an accent, but there are people in my family that do. And when I go home or if, I have, if I've had some alcohol to drink, it can, it can creep out a yeah. bit. But yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. I don't, I don't, I don't suppress anything. It just, it's been diluted yeah. by living in other places. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Sarah, thank you very much for coming back onto Luke's English podcast. Thanks I'm glad we established me. the fact that you're American, as if there was any doubt. <laughs> 
Uh, it's been good fun. And come back again soon. Time so flies. we can we can talk about other words that are pronounced differently with hilarious consequences. I think buoy was that was a real shocker to me. I was genuinely surprised. That we'd say boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're learning it was a, things. It's a learning experience for everybody. Thanks okay. for having me on. I'm gonna, now going to stop the video. <laughs> Everyone, round of applause for Sarah Donnelly. So thank you to Sarah again. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. Will it be four years until she's back on the podcast again? No, I, I, I hope not. I must invite her back sooner than that. By the way, you can follow Sarah on Instagram where she posts various comedy video clips there. She's, and she's very funny. She's a great improviser, as you heard at the end of this episode. Uh, she is on Sarah on Instagram. She is Sarah D. Comedy. Sarah D. Comedy on Instagram. That's where you can find Sarah and check out some of her posts and, and, and whatnot. Okay. Um, so I thought then I would give a summary of the vocabulary differences at the end here, just, just to kind of make it clear. Okay. So let's go through the answers to the quiz and I'll summarize quickly those, uh, differences. So in the UK, uh, we have the word biscuit and in the USA cookie. So biscuit in the UK and cookie in the USA, but I think a cookie and a biscuit are slightly different. A cookie is bigger and often has chocolate chips in it maybe bits of fruit, maybe bits of nut in it. It's typically American, a cookie. A biscuit is often smaller and a bit harder or with more crunch to it. And they are usually sold in a tube, like you get a sort of a tube wrapped in plastic and you, you know, you open it up and you've got loads of biscuits. Biscuits like that are very popular in the UK and we like to eat them as a snack with a cup of tea or coffee. You might even dip your biscuit in your tea. Popular biscuits are things like the digestive biscuit, the chocolate digestive biscuit, which is definitely the best biscuit in the world. There's no question. Um, so there's the digestive biscuit or rich tea biscuit, uh, which is a good biscuit for dunking in the tea. It really absorbs the tea quite well and is quite, um, what's the word for it? It's quite a strong biscuit. It can absorb quite a lot of tea without uh, without uh, falling apart. The structure, it's got a lot of structural integrity, the rich tea biscuit. So those are some popular biscuits. In some parts of the USA, a biscuit is something else entirely and is larger and more like a scone or scone, as some people would say in the UK as well, scone, scone. So a biscuit in, in, in I think in southern states of the US, a biscuit can be a larger thing and is a, a savoury food, which is which means it's not sweet, and it's eaten with gravy. Now we don't have those kinds of biscuits in the UK. Um, okay, so basically, a cookie is larger and a bit softer, and very common in the USA. Uh, and biscuits are smaller and crunchier, and we have them in packets, and we have them with our tea in the UK. We have cookies in the UK as well, but biscuits are more common. So moving on, the next thing, uh, in the UK, it's petrol. And in the USA, they call it gas or gasoline. So this is the fuel that we put in our cars. Obviously, you have a petrol station or a gas station as well. Uh, in the UK, we call it petrol, which is short for petroleum. 
I think, hold on, let me just be sure. Is petrol short uh -huh, for petroleum? Gasoline or petrol is derivative product of crude oil slash petroleum. Uh, okay, so it's not exactly short for petroleum. It's, it's, it's uh, derived from petroleum. So let me get rid of that reference to short for petroleum, because that's just, that's just simply not true. It's not an abbreviation. It's derived from petroleum. Oh, I mean, I should have known that. Anyway, the fuel that we put in our cars. In the UK, we call it petrol. In the USA, they commonly call it gas or gasoline. They're wrong. It's not gas. It's a liquid. Ha, 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 ha. Just joking. Okay. Uh, in the UK, crisps. Can you say it? Crisps. And in the USA, potato chips or just chips. So these things that come in packets, you open it and put your hand in, rummage around, get a crisp and... That's a crisp, and in America they call it chips. So those snacks made from thin slices of potato which have been roasted and are sold in bags, those are crisps in the UK and chips in the USA. But confusingly, chips in the UK are more like American French fries. So we do have the word chips, like fish and chips, and they're more like American French fries, but not the same, because chips, like with fish and chips, those kind, they are thicker and chunkier. And just better. Um, we have we we have fries in the UK too, but they are thin and the sort of thing you get with a burger at a McDonald's or something like that. Those are fries. Fun fact: French fries, as they're known, those thin ones. French fries originally came from Belgium, so really we should call them Belgian fries. And as far as I know, that is true. But for some reason. I don't know that I've got a slight suspicion that that might not be true. I'm about 90% sure that that is true, that French fries actually come from Belgium. Uh, but yeah, my spider sense is telling me that right now, at this moment, a French person, maybe called Jean-Pierre, is currently blowing the dust off his fingers in order to uh, jump to his keyboard to correct me. Um which he has every right to do. French people, if I'm wrong about that, feel free to correct me. Belgian people, uh, if, I'm, if I'm right, then jump in and defend me. I'm pretty sure I'm right, though. I don't want to cause a problem between the French and the Belgians. That's the last thing we need, isn't it? Next, in the UK, we call it a flat, and in the USA, an apartment, you know, a place where someone lives. So, uh, generally speaking, in the UK, we do refer to a home which is part of a larger building as a flat. Um, generally speaking, it is a flat, although we often use the word apartment too. I use them interchangeably. The building itself might be called a block of flats or an apartment block, especially if it's more modern and contains lots of flats. Or maybe a tenement, which I think is more common in American English and perhaps associated with poorer communities, a tenement building. Also, you've got a condominium, and that's a fairly common word in American English and refers to a block of flats, but probably a more expensive one. We also might just say an apartment building. So a block of flats, an apartment building. Of course, a house is one single property which has one owner or one tenant, you know, one person or one family, one, you know, living in it, let's say. A house in the UK can be detached. So you could have a detached house, which is a house on its own. 
with no other houses attached to it. A semi-detached house, which um, is a house with another house attached to it. And those are quite common. You get two houses attached to each other uh, with gardens around the back and everything. Uh, those are semi-detached houses. Or you've got terraced houses. Uh, these are part of a terrace of attached houses in one long row. Sometimes the whole street. A terraced street, right? Um, very common in English cities and towns. Uh, the word home... So the difference between house and home, a home is just refu is just used to refer to a place where someone lives. Anything can be your home. An apartment, a house, a cave, a hole in the ground, a boat. They can all be um, considered a home. Okay, next we've got in the UK sweets and in the USA candy. One thing to note here is that the word sweets is plural and countable. So you can have a sweet or some sweets. Or how many sweets, right? How many sweets? Whereas candy is both countable and uncountable. So you can say, how much candy do you want, right? And also, I want some candy. And do you want a candy? So you can have a candy or a lot of candy. So it's countable and uncountable, right? Okay, uh, next. In the UK, we have the city centre or the town centre or the centre of town. Whereas in the USA, downtown. So downtown, the word downtown in American English, it can be an adjective. For example, a downtown address or in downtown Los Angeles, you know, or an adverb. So you can do something downtown. For example, I'm going downtown or an incident happened downtown yesterday. So it could be an adjective or an adverb. That's interesting, isn't it? Also, that TV show, right? Yeah, you know the one. That TV show about posh people living in a big house, a big detached house in England with their servants a hundred years ago, right? You know the one. That's Downton. Downton Abbey, right? Not Downtown Abbey. T not town, it's Downton. The word town is not in there at all. Downton Abbey, not Downtown Abbey. Okay? All right, good. Uh, next, the, the UK, in the UK... We have the word uh, greengrocers, the greengrocers, uh, or the shop, or the local shop. And in the USA, you might have the word grocery store. So the greengrocers in the UK is a small shop that just sells fruit and vegetables. That's the greengrocers. And they present their fruit and vegetables on shelves, and they use that kind of plastic grass. You know, that sort of zero-maintenance plastic grass uh, and the fruit and vegetables sit on those things, or they sit in sit in little wooden baskets. That's the grocer, gro uh, the greengrocers. That is, and you get your whatever you buy some apples, and they wrap them up in a paper bag, and wrap up the paper bag, and twist the the corners of the bag when when they give it to you. There you go, right? You are, madam. That'll be you know that'll be three pounds, please. Whatever it is, actually, greengrocers in England. Uh, for a generic shop in England or in the UK that sells lots of things, including some fruit and veg, maybe, but certainly other things like drinks, snacks, milk, beer and bread, etc., you know, a kind of convenience store, we might just call that the shop or the corner shop or a convenience store or even a newsagent, although a newsagent mainly sells newspapers and magazines or the local shop. So you might be sitting around at home and you just say to your, 
your housemate, I'm just going to pop to the shop. Do you want anything? And your housemate says, yeah, can you get some milk? Right. Or I'm going to pop to the shop. Do you want anything? Yeah. Could you get me a newspaper? I'm going to pop to the shop. Can you get me anything? Yeah. Can you get me some, um, you know, whatever it is. Can you get me a, a can of Coke? Other fizzy drinks are available. Okay. All right. And then a supermarket, of course, is a place that sells all kinds of food, including fruit and vegetable. Incredible places, aren't they, supermarkets? They're wonderful. In fact, you could say they are super. They are. It's not just a market. It's a supermarket. Next, uh, in the UK, we have a swimming costume. And in the USA, they call it a swimsuit. So this is the clothes that you wear, um, right, when you go swimming. I think British people might also say swimsuit, to be fair. So that's not a big difference. Uh, those things that, by the way, those things that float in the water, probably attached to a rope or cable under the water, perhaps a large plastic ball, like a fluorescent pink or orange or red ball that floats on the water. What's that? What do we call that again? Well, that's a boy, pronounced boy in English. Which is why whenever you're, you know, at the seaside or looking at a lake with your dad, your dad would always go, oh, look, there's a boy in the water. What? A boy in the water? Uh, oh, I see. Right. So a boy in British English. And um, and it's just pronounced all wrong and weird in American English, like buoy. Like, what's that? Well, like David buoy or something? What? What is that? So they've got that all wrong. Um uh, boy, I mean, maybe from their point of view, boy is weird. I mean, it did make it did make Sarah laugh out loud, didn't it? A boy, like a boy, like a like a child. That's ridiculous. I don't know. I think they're both quite ridiculous, really. Boy, buoy. Um. Anyway, it's good to know, though, isn't it? It's good to know, just in case you need to say, oh, uh, you know, if someone's drowning in the water. Quick, grab that. Try and grab that boy. What do you mean a boy? That's ridiculous. Oh, sorry. Uh, you must be American. Buoy. Oh, okay. Thanks. Mm. Okay. Um, next, uh, bed sheets and stuff like that. It seems for this, we use more or less the same words in America and the UK, British and American English. So let's go through the vocab again. From the floor to the top, here are the things on a bed. So you've got the bed frame, then you've got the mattress, then you have a fitted sheet which goes over the mattress. You know, it's got elastic on the corner, so it fits neatly over the edges of the around the corners of the, the mattress. That's the fitted sheet. Then you've got you, that's you, the person, you, lying on the top of the fitted sheet. And then there's a top sheet which goes uh, between you and the duvet which has a duvet cover on it. Um, that's if you're the kind of person who sleeps with a top sheet. Uh, I don't. Uh, it's too complicated having it. Ah, too complicated and you get too hot. Anyway, some people choose to have a top sheet. So there's there's the fitted sheet, you, the top sheet, then the duvet. The duvet probably has a duvet cover on it. Also, of course, you've got the pillow and a pillow case. Uh, a blanket might be made of thick wool and could be added to the top to give an extra layer of warmth in the winter or something. And according to Sarah, a comforter in the USA is a kind of duvet that doesn't have a cover on it. I mean, I don't know what that is. How do you wash it? it sounds stupid. <laughs> 
I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. Um, so there you go. That's all I'll say for that. In the UK, hair, hair, that hairstyle where the hair comes down just uh, above the eyebrows, right in a line. In the UK, that's called a fringe. And in the USA, they call it bangs. Weird, right? Weird difference. Totally different. A fringe and bangs. Now, in the UK, the word fringe, I mean, you know, the, the word is singular. For example, I was thinking about getting a fringe. Shall I get a fringe? I think I'll get a fringe. This is what a girl, just a random girl is thinking, right? In the USA, the word is bangs, and it's a plural word. I was thinking about getting bangs. Shall I get bangs? I think I'll get bangs. Okay. In the UK, we have peppers. That's red peppers, green peppers, yellow peppers, orange peppers. There may be other colours that I'm not aware of. But as far as I know, it's red, green, yellow and orange peppers. In the USA, they call them bell peppers. Other vegetable names which are different. In the UK, it's called a courgette. And in the USA, they call it a zucchini. In the UK, we call it an aubergine. And in the USA, it's an eggplant. And again, they're completely wrong on this. I mean, eggs don't have plants. What are they thinking in America? Eggplant. Eggs don't grow on plants. They come out of chickens' bums. In the UK, we have trousers, and in the USA, they have pants, and this is a well-known one, and I've talked about it plenty of times before. It's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's so funny, because in the UK, right, pants are our underwear. So funny. Yeah. In the UK, uh, we walk on the pavement, and in the USA, they call it the sidewalk. So this is the place next to the road where pedestrians walk, and where those people on electric scooters endanger everyone's lives. Something uh, to add at the end then, some other comments. That question, Luke, which, which version of English should I choose, British or American English? Here are my comments. To be honest, British and American English are not massively different. It's mainly just little differences that might seem big when you get into very specific situations, especially if you are, for example, a British English speaker who goes to live in the USA or vice versa. That's when the differences become more apparent. So first of all, don't worry about it too much because the two versions of the language are mostly the same. But there are differences. Certain vocabulary, and hopefully episodes like this can help, but also some spelling and grammar differences. There's another episode for another time. Spelling and grammar differences between the UK and the USA. Although I did cover some of the pronunciation differences in an early episode of this podcast. Episode number 14, English Mania, British and American English. Of course, you remember that one, don't you? It was only uploaded uh, 13 years ago. Um, also, pronunciation. The accents are fairly different, and also certain words can be quite different, like boy and buoy and aluminium and aluminum in America, and so on. Generally, the more you listen to spoken English from different places, the more you get a sense of the different sounds. And I do recommend that you listen to different forms of English. And of course, it's not just British and American, as you well know. There's other varieties too, you know. And, you know, even within Britain, it's there's a lot of variety as well, of course. You know, England and all the different accents in England and Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland. And then, of course, you've got Irish English, you've got Australian English, you've got Canadian English, you've got uh, New Zealand English, South African English, and probably other Englishes that I've failed to mention there. You should listen to English from different or, uh, origins to get a sense of the different sounds. Uh, 
Feel free, though, to choose whichever one that you like. If you're going to live in the USA, learning American English would make sense. That's obvious. And if you're going to the UK, learning British English would be a good idea. Some people say that British English is more universal than American English. I don't know how they come to that conclusion, but maybe they're right. I guess what they're thinking is that... Um, you know, Canada, Australia, Ireland, New Zealand, South Africa, India and other places, British English spelling and grammar standards are used in those places. But I think there's probably a bit of grey area. I'm sure in Canada, I'm sure in Canada they, do they spell colour, C-O-L-O-R or C-O-L-O-U-R? Oh God, I've got to, I can't just pose a question and not answer it. How do... They spell colour in Canada. It's no, and this is from readersdigest.ca. It's no secret that Americans spell a few words differently than us Canadians. Colour, C-O-L-O-U-R, becomes colour, C-O-L-O-R. And liter, L-I-T-R-E, becomes liter, L-I-T-E-R, among others. Okay, so according to readersdigest.ca, a Canadian website, they do spell colour the same as we do in the UK. So, yeah, all right, I, was, I, I think I'm right then that in most other places, British English standards are, are, are used. So that's why people say that British English is more universal. But having said that, American English is probably more widespread in the world than British English because there are just more American people in the world. There's like 300 million of them. I know. Yeah, it's too many maybe. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's like making fun of your friend. That's what I'm doing. Uh, and because the, the, you know, the popular culture is everywhere too, isn't it? Films, TV series, music, you know, so American English is very widespread. I don't know. I suppose it's up to you. Um, I think it's not a big, a big problem if you mix it up a bit, really. At the end of the day, you know, it's all about being clear and connection, not perfection, as the girls from All Ears English always say. And um, but, you know, if you if you really need a conclusive answer, then obviously, you know, just learn British English. It's just better, isn't it? I mean, who says buoy? It's ridiculous. It's boy. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I'll let you get back to your normal life now, or your abnormal life. And uh, I will speak to you on the podcast soon. Thank you so much for listening. But for now, goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.